1: Welcome to Money in the Market, I'm Willie King. The US stock market just posted its best month in almost a year and a half, and one of its best Novembers in decades. This came on the back of a potential early interest rate cut by the Federal Reserve, though were offset by persistent concerns over an economic slowdown in China. The S&P 500 index advanced 9% last month for its second-best November since 1980, behind only the pandemic fuel rebound in 2020. So to find out more about the November rally and whether this positive momentum will continue into 2024, joining us on the line today as we unpack all of this is Abhishek Vishnoi, senior reporter for Equities at Bloomberg. Good afternoon, Abhishek. How are you today?
0: Hi, really, I'm doing great. How about you?
1: Yeah, great. I mean, I just had my afternoon lunch, so feeling a bit of the sleepiness here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's just go straight to markets here. I mean, for an overview, I just want to get your thoughts here, Abhishek. How did the month of November fare for markets and what drove the market rally?
0: Well, like you were saying, it was possibly the best month in this year for the MSCI World Index and it was the best November since 2020. Broadly, you know, everything from stocks to treasuries moved because there was a broad rally in everything due to plunge in bond yields. And that was because of increasing bets that Fed has done with its rate high campaign. There might be some easing coming in this year so investors frantically bid up price of treasuries agency and mortgage debt sparking the best month since the 1980s in some of these asset classes it was a pan you know markets rally everything from stocks to credit to emerging markets rose and like you were mentioning you know MSCI world index us emerging market shares they almost gained by similar magnitude hmm. china missed it China largely missed it. That was due to the concerns around the economy and its rising tensions with the West.
1: Talking about equities here, Abhishek, I mean, which sectors saw the biggest boost last month and which other sectors were the laggards?
0: There were a lot of sectors, you know, especially in the US because it was last year, US driven move that saw gains of more than fifteen percent each. Like sub cages of home builders, consumer electrical stocks, automobile companies, asset managers, let's not forget the tech, both software makers and semiconductor companies. Coming to Asia, almost all sub-indexes for the MXAP index rose with infotech, materials and communication, stocks notching more than 9% each on average. Mm. Europe saw industrials, infotech rising, real estate topping the gains there. And among the laggards, actually, it was you know, largely a story that we have seen panning out since the reopening of the world started from COVID-19 restrictions. Drugs, drug retailers notched lower. Healthcare stocks were down. Chemical makers were down. I think oil and gas also fell pretty much in US and European markets.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you see some of the biggest boosts, like what you have mentioned, materials, and at the same time, the laggards, you have your healthcare stocks. What are Wall Street strategies predicting right now? And will this positive momentum for the S&P continue for the rest of the year and into 2024?
0: It looks like that. I mean, if the bets on our Federal Reserve's paper towards easing are right, then there are more gains to be had um, you know we've seen interest rates we've seen you know a world where interest rates are more than five percent, so if there is any easing, it clearly you know impacts the earnings, boosts the earnings, boosts the valuations so there is definitely scope you need to monitor the science in the economy, and we need to continue to keep a tab on whether inflation is slowing and how it's it's changing federal reserve stance you know in that context. Among the major markets uh, that everybody, um, most of the guys are bullish on, you know, Japan is possibly the best idea. India is the next one, and of course, U.S. semiconductor and tech stocks—they are doing very well. China, on the other hand, you know, might continue to see dwindling trust from foreign investors, at least in emerging markets. Apart from India, Mexico might, is also looking good. To name J.P. Morgan. And, uh, you know, the broad trend where U.S. is sort of outperforming, especially the European stocks, that is also expected to continue by you know many people on the Wall Street.
1: I mean, if you look at how the momentum is right now, there are a lot of optimism in emerging markets. I mean, what could shift the mood in markets here? And what do you think are investors still cautious about?
0: Yeah, you know, some investors are really cautious about China, especially. I mean, given the tensions with the West, given the problems in its own economy, especially property sector, sector and the experience of draconian policies that the administration there has carried out since COVID-0 or since the time group's much-expected IPO shelved. Most of the long-term money, you know, you talk about pension, sovereign wealth funds, private equity, most of that long-term money, especially from the Western world, is actually looking to shun China, pause China exposure, call it. So that becomes a big headwind for the long term allocation to China. Mm. That's that's the biggest worry. And the second one is of course US recession. I mean yes, there are rate cuts coming, but portion of you know Fed's possible pivot is in the direction the economy might be slowing down. If it slows more than expected then, you know, there might be recession around the corner. Over the course of, you know, maybe twelve to eighteen months, you know, a recession in US becomes a more probable outcome for or you know some strategies which in turn would drive negative returns because you're trading one year forward in markets, and then the third biggest thing is when next year has a very heavy election calendar. Mm. See, you're getting, I think, almost 80% of the world's market cap you know, may go through regime change if that happens. You've got elections from right from Taiwan to India to the US in November. So that becomes a sort of a risk, which is underpriced right now, given VIX is really low at this point in time.
1: Do you think the elections heavy 2024 for next year, do you think that would affect market optimism? And would that actually sort of give investors that U-turn for next year, you know, or are they just too focused on the current rally?
0: I think elections can change the game for a certain geographies, but. To my mind, it will be more the same. See, China is also cognizant of the problems it's facing. So I'm sure, you know, the administration there doesn't want to waste bandwidth on issues with Taiwan, you know, going headstrong there. They want to fix their own issues, which is bothering their investors at home and abroad. That takes care of Taiwan elections. India, we've just had, you know, state election results out for India. Looks like the ruling regime is going to get higher number of seats uh, or possibly get another term in national elections that's extrapolation that experts are doing so that also looks all right but you know as the date comes closer for u.s elections the rhetoric is china that might pick up pace and that means there might still be headwind on asia i mean world's second biggest economy emerging markets anchor which may become a drag of sorts for a lot of countries you know u.s and china are the biggest trading partners in the world for most of the countries so that becomes a a bit of an issue but if you talk to you know people for s&p 500 global markets when Strategies from Bank of America to Deutsche Bank, many other names. They at net level expect you know positive returns from S&P 500 and you know other markets other developed markets. Some of them are less optimistic, but still the return expectations are on the positive side, not on the negative side, at the median to average level.
1: We have been speaking to Abhishek Vishnoi, senior reporter for equities from Bloomberg. Thank you, Abhishek, for joining me today.
0: Thanks, Willie. Thanks for having me.
1: Stay with Money FM 89.3.